Welcome to another installment of Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Roseboro. I am your servant in Jesus Christ. This is the channel that compares what people are saying in the name of God to the Word of God. So have you ever heard that verse out of context? I've covered it before, but uh, worth covering in this context. Uh, 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 Proverbs 29, 18, without a vision... Oh, the people perish. And so you need a vision. You need to be pregnant with vision or something like that. Yeah, I wish I was making that up. Uh, we're going to be heading over to City of Destiny in Florida, where uh, Trump's spiritual advisor, Paula White, holds court as the vision-casting leader in Pastrix, although uh, Scripture doesn't allow women to be pastors. Uh, that means God doesn't allow them. So uh, just note that we've noted that she shouldn't even be doing what she's doing. And we're going to listen to part of a message, and we're going to do a little rebuking work from Ezekiel 13, Jeremiah 23. You'll see why uh, when we work this out, but uh, let's do this. Let's whirl up the desktop and uh, let's get the uh, web browser up. There we go. And here is Paula White. And see if you can make heads or tails of this particular message. Here we go. Are you ready for the word? Say, bring it on, bring it on. All right, look at somebody say, you look pregnant. Oh, come on, guys, you're getting ready. Your water's going to break in this next month. You look pregnant right now. <sighs> Backing this, this up. Over and over. You ready for the word? Say, bring it on, bring it on. All right, look at somebody say, you look pregnant. So one has to wonder, um, you know, since she's not obeying the biblical commands regarding the role of women in Christ's church, this is Christ's command. Um, now, now we're just telling everybody that, that, that they're pregnant. Wouldn't that make you spiritually trans if you were a dude? Yeah, this is messed up on so many levels. But the technique that she's engaging in, and I'll explain the technique here, is called eisegesis. She's going to give her theological opinion before ever cracking open a biblical text. Um, and the purpose of reading the Bible is not for the purpose of exegeting out what God has revealed there, but for her to surreptitiously insert into the biblical text the theology that she spewed at the beginning of her sermon. Yeah, no, no biblical text talks about dudes or even women being spiritually pregnant with a vision or anything like this. So this is a, this is a theology made up out of thin air, human imagination. This is a form of idolatry and a form of blasphemy. So we're off to a bad start. Uh, come on, we have so many extended pastors that are with us as part of our covering, planting churches over and over. You ready for the word? Say, bring it on, bring it on. All right, look at somebody say, you look pregnant. Oh, come on, guys, you're getting ready. Your water's going to break in this next month. You look pregnant. No, it's not. <laughs> if my water breaks, it means I have a bladder infection or something because I don't have a uterus. Pregnant right now. So you're looking large or expanding. We I'm trying to lose weight, uh, you know, medical reasons for that. But uh, yeah, no, I, I better not be looking large and expanding. We've been actually preaching the, the sermon all morning long because I'm going to start a series, as I said, on vision, vision and faith. Because when, when Pastor Todd came to me and I said, what are we going to do? And we both, you know, felt one million. You, you know, you think, well, was that a hard, was that a hard chew for you? Not at all. Not at all. Why? If, if I, this week it might be 10 million. Why? Because before I've ever seen anything in the natural saw sanctuary packed or food came in, I've already been carrying it in my spirit. 
this is like goddess paganism that I'm listening to. This is this isn't Christianity. Nothing she's saying is actually biblical. This is not what the church has historically believed, taught, or confessed. This is nothing to do with the faith once for all delivered to the saints. Now, real quick, I, I might as well put this in here, although that wasn't part of my prep. Let me see here. All right, let's do this. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, one of our first biblical texts. We're, going, we're, we're all about listening to God and having our minds transformed by God's word and obeying Christ. So here's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, as in all the churches of the saints. How many of them? All of them. The women should keep silent in the churches. They are not permitted to speak, but they should be in submission as the Torah, as the law also says. Now, we'll note here that there is no command in the Torah that says women should be silent. Paul will explain that in 1 Timothy 2, but just keep a note here. So, as the law also says, if there's anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home. It is shameful for a woman to speak in church. But then he continues... Or was it from you that the word of God came? So you're going to note here the uh, the word or. Remember uh, Schoolhouse Rock? Conjunction, junction, what's that function? Hooking up phrases and, you know, anyway. Uh, yeah, conjunction is connected to what precedes it. That's kind of the point. It is shameful for a woman to speak in church. And they just ask the question, or was it from you that the word of God came? No, it didn't come from me. Or are you the only ones it has reached? Nope. So if anyone thinks he's a prophet, thinks he's spiritual, he should acknowledge that the things I'm writing to you are a command of the Lord. Christ is commanded in his church that it's shameful for a woman to speak in church. That's what Christ has commanded. If anyone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. Unfortunately, that's not the case in so much of evangelicalism today. Uh, you know, in fact, I'll, I'll just be blunt, that's also sadly true of churches that call themselves Lutheran. I'm a confessional Lutheran. And uh, denominations that ordain women, I call them Lutheran in name only. They, they have nothing to do with sound biblical theology at all or practice. Uh, and so you're going to note here, this idea that a woman is to keep silent in the church, that's a command of the Lord. That's what the text says. And then we'll just throw in 1 Timothy 2 uh, for good measure so that you understand what the, uh, the other part is. Um, Let's see here. Here it is. First Timothy 2.11. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. Remember in 1 Corinthians 14, it's said, and it's it said that uh, women are to remain silent in the church as it's, you know, as as it says in the in the law. What Paul was getting at in 1 Corinthians 14 is the fact that in the Torah, the very first uh, book of the Bible, Genesis, Bereshit, that book specifically notes that the woman was deceived first. Uh-huh. And so he's re when he says, as it says in the law, 
he's referring to what's going on here. You know, the Holy Spirit in, uh, inspired interpretation of Genesis uh, chapter three. I do not permit a woman to teach her to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. So you, you get the idea here. So what we're seeing uh, Paula White doing here, God forbids. Christ forbids. Remember what Paul says. This is a command of the Lord, and anyone who doesn't acknowledge this should not be acknowledged. But so now she's just carrying on talking about being pregnant, and uh, this is what happens, okay? You, you, uh, you defy the uh, clear express commands of God in his word. Do you think you're going to get a woman preacher who rightly handles God's word? No, that's not going to happen because the Bible twisting that made it possible for her to be in the pulpit or on the stage and exercising authority over a man, that same Bible twisting is going to grow like a weed and she's not going to preach sound doctrine. That's, you should not expect that from somebody who by their very actions show that they are in defiance and rebellion to the word of God. So coming back here. Not at all. Why? And then, no, she's talking about money. Oh, yeah. She, she's pregnant with large amounts of money, millions, one million, ten million. If, if I, this week it might be ten million. Why? Because before I've ever seen anything in the natural saw sanctuary packed or food came in, I've already been carrying it in my spirit. Why? So, so, so she's been pregnant with things in her spirit. Uh-huh. So what's in your spirit, whatever you wake up thinking of every day, whatever is driving your thoughts and your feelings, whatever is housed in your spirit will manifest in your life. Says what biblical text? No biblical text says this. This is eisegesis. She's starting with her theology. She's starting with her opinions. She's starting with her false doctrine. And she's going to read that into the biblical text. Why even bother with the biblical text? Well, you have to create the illusion that, uh, that what she's preaching is biblical, but note, is she opened a Bible yet? Nope. Where is she getting this theology? All right, this, this definition of so a vision. So what's in your spirit? Whatever you wake up thinking of every day, whatever is driving your thoughts and your feelings, whatever is housed in your spirit. And she keeps pointing to her uterus. Is, is my spirit in my uterus? I don't have a uterus. Will manifest in your life. No biblical text. This is just a straight out spiritual lie. Uh-huh. And some of you have been carrying some things for a long time, and I really want to teach you on the power of vision. And before I take you into the end, the power the of vision, of how do you build vision? How do you receive vision? The Lord really dealt with me that first thing you have to do is learn how to come up higher. Uh, really? Where did the Lord deal with you with this? The Lord dealt with you. The first thing you have to do is learn to come up higher. Higher than what? You know, I mean, I, I live in an old house. I'm on the third story of my house. Is that high enough? You know, I, I'm in an attic space here. The, the pirate cave is a converted attic space on the third story of my 102-year-old no, house. I mean, is that high enough? Or do I need to go higher? Do I, do I need to build another story or three onto this house? H how high do I need to go? What does this even mean? So I believe that today is going to be a day of relocation for some people. What? That you're going to leave some of your familiar ground. <laughs> you're going to get out of that boat and walk on water. And let me just forward. I'm not getting out of any boats and I'm not walking on water, lady. 
What are you talking about? So this is just absurdity after absurdity. And this is the very beginning of this sermon. Preached on March 6th of this year. All the water walkers. There's water walkers down in her church? Really? I'd like to see that. When you get out of the boat and you start walking, remember, keep your eyes on Jesus. There are no water walkers. I've seen any video of any water walkers from her church. What is she talking about? Hmm. Because the minute you look down or around, that's when it gets scary. But as long as you keep it, your eyes on Jesus, you'll be able to keep walking. Your, your, your flesh is going to feel funny because it's never walked on water. Is, is she legitimately talking about for real fleshly walking on water? It's going to feel really weird when you finally do it. Who, the account of Peter walking on the water. Water is not some kind of a paradigm that we can all experience if we just go higher. You're used to something that's holding you up, and all of a sudden, you, you, you know, nobody said, take your leg. So, no, she's filling their minds with nonsense. None of this is biblical. Her very presence on the stage is an act of rebellion against the clear word of God. You think anything good's going to come from this? No. Nope. Lift it up six inches, take the right leg first, put so much weight, distribute it this way, and you'll be okay. You have no idea how to do the crazy. I'm sure you That's do. That's what faith is, the crazy. Faith isn't the crazy. What are you talking about? Faith is trust in Christ. You have no idea how to adjust to this new life in this place that God wants you. And you know what the enemy wants you to always do? Retreat. This is, <laughs> None of this makes any sense. You see, the Bible talks about two different types of people in the book of Hebrews. And the reason that they provoke God in the wilderness is because they did what? They drew back. There are those that draw nigh to God like Esther did when the scepter was held out. And she touched the chief, the top point. She touched. She's still not actually preaching a biblical text here. She's basically hijacking different tiny bits of scripture to weave into this false theology of hers. Already in the anointing of God. And there are those that draw back. Every day of our life, we're going to have these opportunities. And it's easy to move forward if you're carrying a vision. It, oh, it's easy to move forward if you Are you carrying a vision? It's a lot easier. I thought being pregnant made it harder to get around. Because all it is is the manifestation of what you've already seen in your spirit. And now it says no biblical text anywhere. Let me teach you just a little bit because it's not, of course, Dr. John could teach this better than me. I don't know the brain as well as a neurosurgeon. But they tell me there's this part of the brain located right behind the ear that, that houses um, spiritualism, trans, um, whatever it is, trans, whatever it is. But it's also a part of the, the imagination. <laughs> so there's a part of your brain behind your ear that uh, houses trans spiritualism and imagination imagination uh-huh and so when you get something in your spirit i believe it comes into your mind okay what does this have to do with the biblical text the job of a pastor which you're not is to preach the word which you're definitely not doing and you are carrying something in your imagination yeah, like this false theology. This just comes right out of the imagination of Paula White, not any biblical text. It is more real than anything that you can see. This is where we get the power of vision from our spirit. Ready? Mm, I, I seem to recall she had a vision. You guys remember this? Strike and 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 strike. This is her and her prophetic vision for Trump winning... The 2020 election. 
strike until you have victory. For every enemy that is aligned against you, let there be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory, God. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and was this vision stillborn? I mean, she was carrying this in her spiritual uterus, right? Singing, I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. The Lord says it is done. No, it didn't. The Lord says it is done. No, it didn't. Yeah, this is taking God's name in vain. The Lord says it is done, for I hear victory, victory. Maybe she misheard. Maybe the Lord was saying, you're done, Paul. Victory, victory, victory in the quarters of heaven, in the quarters of heaven. Victory, 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 victory. For angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now. Hamanda, ata, ata, raka, teda. Breaking of another explicit tech, uh, part of scripture. You're not allowed to speak in tongues in church without an interpreter. For angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. From Africa right now. They're coming here. They're coming here. They probably got lost in Albuquerque. Huh. Wow. Yeah, so uh, why is anyone taking her seriously? How is it that she has not been completely abandoned by anybody who calls himself a Christian? Don't tell me you believe in truth and that you think truth is important and this is your pastor or you think she's a legitimate woman of God. I don't want to hear how conservative you are. If you think this woman's legit, she's an absolute blasphemer. You need to come up higher. You ready to come up higher? Come on, the just shall live by faith. If you can see the invisible, what can you do? The impossible. Says no biblical text anywhere. The only way to do the impossible is see the invisible. Our text is going to be two. It's going to be Revelation chapter four and Proverbs chapter 29. Let's go there. Spirit of the living God, do what only you can do, not by might, not by power, but I pray that you stir up every person that is hearing under the sound of my voice to receive your words, your anointing. We break all spirit of fear, reservation. You don't have the authority to break the spirit of fear or reservation. You're not asking God for anything. You don't have this authority. No, the Bible doesn't give you that authority. And lack limitation right now. Any veil, let it be removed. And I pray that there will be a divine encounter and an outpouring of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah, if the Holy Spirit were there, then you'd be repenting and people would be in lament over how much they have allowed themselves to listen to your blasphemies. I feel good. I feel victory in the house. You do. Really, you feel victory. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that, isn't that what you said uh, regarding Trump? You know, the victory in the house and all that kind of stuff? You see, when I walked up, I'd never seen that property. It's like God just held it for me. When I walked on it, I felt his peace, but I saw what I'd already seen. And it was just do it. How? It, I, I don't ask those questions. I just know God's got to back me. I just know God's got to back me. And here's where we're going to do a little biblical comparison here. 
she's already demonstrably been shown to be a false prophet. That's exactly what she is. She is not somebody who sees the visions that God has placed into her heart. They, they come from her own heart. And this belief that God has to back you, funny that you would say that because Ezekiel chapter 13 addresses that straight on. Uh, let me explain here. We will go to Ezekiel chapter 13. And this is a prophecy that God had Ezekiel give against the false prophets. And listen to what it says. The word of Yahweh came to me. Said a man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who are prophesying and say to those who prophesy from their own hearts. So false prophets of Israel and anyone else who prophesies from their own hearts. That's exactly what Paula White does. So hear the word of Yahweh. Thus says Yahweh Elohim. Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Your prophets have been like jackals among the ruins, O Israel. You have not gone up into the breaches or built up a wall for the house of Israel that it might stand in battle in the day of Yahweh. They've seen false visions and lying divinations. They say, declares the Lord when Yahweh has not sent them, and yet they expect him to fulfill their word. Is that not exactly what we just heard her say? Yeah, yeah, hang on a second here. I walked on it. I felt his peace, but I saw what I'd already seen. And it was just do it. How? It, I, I don't ask those questions. I just know God's got to back me. God, <laughs> God has to back you. Uh, well, no, uh, <laughs> you're a false prophet because you're, you're seeing lying divinations. We know you're a false prophetess. You know, the angels in Africa, maybe they got lost. You know, we, you know, we, you know, we got that worked out. So they, when the Lord has not sent them, yet they expect God to fulfill their word. Have you not seen a false vision, uttered a lying divination? Whenever you have said, declares the Lord, although I haven't spoken, therefore thus says the Lord the Lord God, because you have uttered falsehood and have seen lying visions, therefore, behold, I'm against you, declares the Lord God. My hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and who give lying divinations. They shall not be in the council of my people, nor will they be enrolled in the register of the house of Israel, nor shall they enter the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am Yahweh, your God, precisely because they have misled my people, saying peace when there is no peace. And because when the people build a wall, these prophets smear it with, with whitewash. Say to those who smear it with whitewash that it shall fall. There will be a deluge of rain, uh, and you, O great hailstones, will fall, and a storm, stormy wind will break out. And when the wall falls, will it not be said to you, where is the coating with which you smeared it? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will make a stormy wind to break out in my wrath, and there shall be a deluge of rain in my anger, the great hailstones and wrath to make a full end. And I will break down the wall that you have smeared with whitewash and bring it down to the ground so that its foundation will be laid bare. When it falls, you will perish in the midst of it, and you shall know that I am Yahweh. Thus I will I spend my wrath upon the wall and upon those who have smeared it with whitewash. And I will say to you, the wall is no more, nor those who smeared it. The prophets of Israel who prophesied concerning Jerusalem and saw visions of peace for her when there was no peace, declares the Lord God. I think Jeremiah 23 also is in play here. You'll note Ezekiel 13 specifically addresses the nonsense of, of Paula White, who claims that God's going to back her up. God says, no way. <laughs> I'm not going to back up your words, right? So concerning the uh, prophets... 
My heart is broken within me. All my bones shake, Jeremiah says. I'm like a drunken man, like a man overcome by wine because of Yahweh and because of his holy words. The land is full of adulterers because of the curse, and the land mourns, and the pastures of the wilderness are dried up. Their course is evil, their might is not right, both prophet and priest, they're ungodly. Even in my house I have found their evil, declares Yahweh. Therefore, their way shall be to them like slippery paths in the darkness into which they shall be driven and fall. For I will bring disaster upon them in the year of their punishment, declares Yahweh. In the prophets of Samaria I saw an unsavory thing. They prophesied by Baal, and my people Israel astray. But in the prophets of Jerusalem, I've seen a horrible thing. They commit adultery. You ever heard of uh, Paula White's tryst with Benny Hinn? Google it. They commit adultery. They walk in lies. Yep. Check. Check. Right? They strengthen the hands of evildoers so that no one turns from his evil. All of them have become like Sodom to me and its inhabitants like Gomorrah. Therefore, thus says Yahweh of armies, Savah, the Lord of hosts, concerning the prophets, behold, I'll feed them with bitter food to give them poisoned water to drink. For from the prophets of Jerusalem, ungodliness has gone out into all the land. So thus says the Lord of armies, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of Yahweh. They say continually to those who despise the word of Yahweh, oh, it's going to be well with you, right? Oh, bless your heart. It's going to be okay. And, and to everyone who stubbornly follows their own heart, they say, oh, no disaster shall come upon you, right? So who among them has stood in the council of Yahweh? Paula White hasn't to see and to hear his word, or who has paid attention to his word and listened. So behold, the storm of Yahweh, wrath has gone forth, a whirling tempest will burst upon the head of the wicked. The anger of Yahweh will not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the intents of his heart. In the latter days, you will understand it clearly. I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, they would proclaim my words to my people." And they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. I Am I a God at hand, declares Yahweh, not a God far away? Can a man hide himself in the secret places so that I cannot see him, declares Yahweh? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares Yahweh? Have I, I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall there be lies in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart? Who think to make my people forget my name by their dreams that they tell one another, even as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. So let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. What is straw in common with wheat, declares Yahweh? Is it not my word? Is it not like a fire, declares Yahweh, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? Therefore, behold, I'm against the prophets, declares Yahweh, who steal my words from one another. Behold, I'm against the prophets who declare, uh, the, the, the prophets declares the Lord, who use their tongue and declare, declares the Lord. Behold, I'm against those who prophesy lying dreams, declares the Lord, and who tell them and lead my people astray by their lies and their recklessness when I did not send them or charge them, so that they do not profit this people at all, declares the Lord. <clears throat> Strong words, and they absolutely apply. Ezekiel 13 and Jeremiah 23 apply to this woman. God has to back 
me, Teresa, because I know if he's put it in me, he's not done it to frustrate me. You go, well, when's the program going to start? I don't know. Where are you going to get the money? I don't know. How are you going to advertise it? I never think about things like that. That's for the rest of you guys to do. I just, God, let's go. How many of you love Braveheart? Come on. Let's do this in Jesus' name. Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Vision in the Hebrew there is a sight. Mentally, it is a dream. It means revelation. Where there's no revelation, the people perish. They cast off restraints. They remove boundaries. It means an oracle. It's from the root word to gaze at, mentally to perceive, to contemplate. Specifically, it means to have a vision of. Now, these words are important. I'm not just throwing out words because we're going to see how we build this and how we begin to become a people of vision. Yeah. No, so what she did there is uh, basically throw out a bunch of the different lexicon possible definitions of the word kazon. And uh, let's take a look at that in the Hebrew real quick. And let's see here. I want Proverbs 29. Okay. Where there is no prophetic vision, chazon, right? Um, yeah, just it, the people cast off restraint. Now, what's this talking about? It's real simple. Okay. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the Torah. And Torah is, is a standard word to talk about the entire teaching of God's word. So the prophetic vision we need is the Bible. That's what this text is saying. So have you noticed in, in your lifetime that the, there's been an increase, blatant and, and really brazen increase in wickedness in the world? Uh-huh. Well, how is that possible? Because as a percentage of the population, Christians have been diminishing because the church has been off in la-la land following false prophetesses like Paula, Paula White and Benny Hinn and Ken Copeland and all these yahoos, right? They've, they've exchanged the truth of God for these liars and their lies. And so, as a result of it, fewer and fewer people are hearing the gospel, hearing that, they, that Christ has bled and died for their sins, hearing the call of the gospel to repent and to be forgiven by the shed blood of Christ to trust in Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. And so she's turning this into, you know, basically using the word chazon here, as if somehow this is uh, is referring to, oh, God's going to give you an individual prophetic vision. No, it actually gives you the very vision that you need uh, in order to not cast off restraint, and that's the Bible. Mm -hmm. That's what Torah means in this context. So yeah, this uh, this woman's quite the mess. And if you if you attend a church where they, the, the pastor or the pastrix, um, it, by the way, if you have pastrix, big problem, run. Um, it, you know, but if they start off by giving you their theology first and then running to the Bible and pulling a t verse out of context, pouring in some weird, making it sound like they know what they're talking about, but ignoring the actual context and what it means in order to make the text look like it teaches the stuff they started off with at the beginning, run this isn't exegesis. This is not how one rightly understands God's word. And everything that this woman stands for, she has said and done, and what she continues to do shows she's a false teacher, she's a wolf, she's somebody that we are to avoid like the plague, because, you know, well, there is a plague coming upon her if she does not 
repent. I think you get the idea. So hopefully you found this helpful. If so, all the information on how you can share the video is down below in the description. And until next time, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ, his vicarious death on the cross for all of your sins. Amen. Thank you.